What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria J from 12th Street Talk Back. Guys, I'm here to tell you about my new friends and partners, BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast. Guys, did you know that BetterHelp is the world's largest online therapy service? That's right. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, guys, all you have to do is answer a few questions about your needs and your preferences during therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with a right, the right therapist from their network. Then sit back, relax, because you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable via chat, phone, video call. You can even schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. And if your therapist is not the right fit for you for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality that you can expect from an in-office visit, but with a therapist that is custom-picked for you. Get 10% off your first month with code BetterHelp.com slash 12th Street. That's Better, H-E-L-P dot com slash 12th Street. I've also linked it in the description below. Go get the help and the therapist you need at BetterHelp and tell them Victoria J sent you. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone, on this beautiful, beautiful Valentine's Day slash Ash Wednesday. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Peace and love to you. I hope you guys are going around spreading that agape type of love that God wants for us all to display the same love that he gave us. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Let's go ahead and give God some praise so we can jump right into what it is God has for us to say and do today so that we can be obedient to the things that God wants us to do. Let's get it, y'all. Let's get it. Come on and give him some praise with me. Let's just worship the King, the Great I Am, the Majestic the one that sits on high and looks down low. The one that said in his word that earth is his footstool. The one that told us to keep our mind on heavenly places. Let's just bless his name today. Hallelujah to your name, O oh Lord. You are worthy to be praised. Amen, everybody. Amen. Let's get it. Heavenly Father, we come boldly but humbly to the throne this morning, casting all our cares upon you this day. 
Heavenly Father, we ask right now to forgive us of anything that we said or done that may be unpleasing unto you right now, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we thank you for breathing your breath into our bodies on this day. We thank you for every working organ, every beating heart, every moving limb, Father God. We thank you for the fellowship this morning, Father God, and the gifts that you have bestowed upon us, Father God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of eyesight to see, the gift of ears to hear, Father God, a beating heart, oh Heavenly Father, all our working limbs, Father God, so that we can go and show men of this world your good works so that you may get the glory. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for our family and our friends, Father God. We thank you for our nation's leaders, Father God. Train them up in the way they should go, O Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we thank you for making our enemies our footstool, Father God. But we also thank you this morning for going before us and preparing a table in the presence of our enemies and anointing our heads with oil, Father God. Heavenly Father, we thank you this day for giving your only begotten Son that who should ever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, Father God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the covenant that you extended to us so long, long ago, Father God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the yield of a hundredfold, Father God, of any seeds that we have planted in the ground on this day, Father God. We just bless your name right now. We just bless your name. Hallelujah. To your name, Lord, you are worthy to be praised, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for wrapping your arms around us ever so gently, Father God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us out of the light into the dark, out of the dark into the light today, Father God. Heavenly Father, you said in your word, Father God, beloved, I wish upon all things that you should prosper and be in good health, Father God. So we're standing and we're waiting in expectation today, Father God. We're standing on your word, Father God. We have taken up all the tools that you have given us, Father God, and we are applying them to our life, Father God. May we be obedient today, Father God, as we go forth in this world today. May we take it minute by minute, second by second, hour by hour, but let us do nothing without it being in your will. Amen and amen, everybody. Amen. Hallelujah. He is worthy to be praised. Guys, this morning, you know, God has laid some things on my heart and in hopes of getting through um, Numbers chapter 24 and 25 today. We're going to hope that we can get on through this today. But as I was going through my memory, because I do, anything that I tell you guys to do, I do. You have to be obedient to the things that your Heavenly Father asks you to do. And I meditate on His Word day and night. <laughs> it has gotten to the point whether I want to or not. 
This is what he has me doing. Today, for the reading of the word, we are going to keep the cameras off just for a teensy, teensy bit because sometimes I get distracted with all the comments and I am the only one up here running this show. I'm a one band show. So sometimes I can get a little bit distracted in what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to say. But I wanted to get on through numbers simply because in our day-to-day, we go through a lot. We hear a lot. And as we were coming out of Numbers chapter 23 yesterday, I had some events that went on in my life that personally affected me. And I have to tell you guys, I don't like to hopper on things that go on in my personal life because I don't like to grumble, mumble, and complain. And that's what our Heavenly Father tells us, not to grumble, mumble, and complain about those things that we can't change anyway. And we know by faith, everything is in His will that's going on in our life. Sometimes we get a little bit distracted by the things that Satan throws our way because that's his job. He is always on his job. I have to tell you guys, as saints, if we were always on our job like Satan stays on his job, man, we would be some bad ministers of the gospel. But we do have some rams in the bush that's going to keep chucking on. And no matter what Satan tries to throw your way, just like what we read here in Numbers chapter 23 and 22, Balak is trying to throw everything at the Israelites. And you know what? God reminded me this morning as I was taking hubby to work through the circumstance that I had encountered, as well as just reading that chapter, what a mighty God we serve, that he gives us insight. He gives us insight. And sometimes he gives us a little bit of foresight too. But this chapter applied to a situation that I encountered yesterday. People, places, and things trying to rise up against you and have their way in your life. But if you have the tools that God has provided for us in his word, which is the word, you can fight off those people, that thing that tries to rise up against you. God, we know you're able to do all things. And I just want to take a minute to thank you for using this chapter showing me how to bridle my tongue, how to discipline myself and walk in the way in which you have chosen for me to go. So with that being said, guys, the curses that Balak wants Balaam to put upon the people. As I was riding down the road this morning with my situation, I thought about the passage that we read yesterday and the passage that we're going into today. The Israelites was oblivious. Let me say that one more time. 
the Israelites was oblivious to the fact that Balak had summoned Balaam, this great man that we are told in the word that whatever he blesses is blessed, whatever he curses is cursed. They're oblivious. And God has put a word in Balaam's mouth, even though my book tells me, my Bible tells me that Balaam has a bit of a greedy heart. So he's used to going wherever the money flows. But as we recognized yesterday, Balaam also consulted God. So those two little gems that I personally picked up, and some of my Bible scholars, you guys probably already know that. But I picked that up in reading this a second time for myself. That the Israelites was oblivious to Balak being in fear of how great of numbered people they were. And also how they had went through other places and destroyed other armies as God had said that that he was going to do. You know, we serve a mighty God. And I got I guys I want you to hold on to that. I was telling you yesterday and not only to find myself being reminded that you know what everything that I put out here in the universe everything that I speak out of my mouth into existence when I speak it God heard it but Satan also heard it but here's the thing when Satan throws those curveballs at you like he's known to do if you don't have some of God's word deep down on the inside of you you have nothing to fight with you have nothing to fight with so glory be to God the word that he has deposited on the side of me i had something to fight with and i say all this to let you guys know that we're always going to go through trials and tribulations but again second timothy reminds us that trials and tribulations builds up endurance endurance builds up faith and after we've done all that and messed it together now by faith remember guys Abraham was counted righteous by faith but now by faith it is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen but without faith it is impossible to please God and we know that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him So with my faith and the word and picking up my sword and my shield which is the word shutting my feet with the peace which is the gospel putting on my helmet of salvation and my breastplate of righteousness and girding my waist with the truth I had something to fight with The people the Israelites here as we mosey on into the next message from Balaam to Balak. God is already fighting the battle. And we need to be reminded of that too. 
enter into his gates with praise and thanksgiving. Hallelujah to your name, O Lord. You are worthy to be praised. Enter into his gates. Enter into your mind when he breathes that breath deep down in your body every day. Have a praise and a thanks in your mouth because you never know what you're going to come up against. You never know what you're going to come up against. So let's mosey on over to chapter 24. And I'm going to try to get to uh, chapter 25 today. We'll just see how it goes. You know, having all these things in front of you, books, microphones, and I'm still learning a whole lot. If you guys hear me moving around much today, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Now, Numbers chapter 24, I'm going to be reading out of my NIV. I think it's just a simpler version sometimes than reading out of the King James. And I want to make it known clear when I'm talking about God's word of what I'm talking about for myself and for you guys as well as we read this together. Now, when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he did not resort to divination as in at other times, but turned his face toward the wilderness. Then Balaam looked out and saw Israel encamped tribe by tribe. The spirit of God came upon him and he spoke his message. The prophecy of Balaam, son of Bor, the prophecy of one whose eyes sees clearly. The prophecy of one who hears God's word, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who falls prostrate and whose eyes are open. How beautiful are you, your tents, O Jacob, your dwelling places, Israel, like valley that spread out like gardens beside a river, like alloys planted by the Lord, like cedar beside waters. Waters will flow from their buckets. Their seeds will have abundant water. Their king will be greater than Aga. Their kingdom will be exalted. God brought them out of Egypt They have had the strength of wild odds. They devour hostile nations and break their bones in pieces. With their arrows, they pierce them. Like the lion, they crouch and lie down. Like lioness who dare to arise them. May those who bless you be blessed. And those who curse you be cursed. Then Balak's anger burned against Balaam. He struck his hands together and said to him, I have summoned you to curse my enemies, but you have blessed them these three times. Now leave at once and go home. I said I will reward you handsomely, but the Lord has kept you from being rewarded. Balaam answered Balak, Did I not tell you the messengers you sent to me? Even if Balak gave me all the silver and gold in his palace, I could not do anything on my own accord, good or bad, 
to go beyond the commandments of the Lord. And I must say only what the Lord says. Now I'm going back to my people, but come, let me warn you of what this people would do to your people in the days to come. Guys, I don't know about you, but when God sends me a message through a messenger for me to take heed in all, and I have to say this, guys, let me turn the camera on. I have to say this, guys. Good morning. I have to say this, guys, because, you know, we are greedy. We have greedy hearts. We have wayward thoughts. We have greedy hearts. Uh, but when you're running for God, you are a particular people. God has said that in his word, that we are particular people. But we still have problems fighting off that flesh. That flesh will get us every time. And the things that we harbor in our hearts. I was reminded this weekend and having a conversation with a bishop that I respect, very near and dear to my heart. We were talking, we were just chopping it up. And um, I was talking about this right here, witchcraft, curses and different things. He said, you know, witchcraft and curses does not have to come in the form of somebody just performing a spell on you. Not necessarily all the time as we know it to be in our minds. But however, it's the thoughts that we harbor in our heart that makes when one comes together, like we fellowship together, when you got so much stuff that you're harboring in your heart against your fellow neighbor, friend, or family member, evil thoughts, things of begrudgment, uh, hatred, envy, strife, those things project out of you. And you know, you've heard people say in the past that the energy shifted when I walked into that room. And that is so. So we have to protect. And I said this yesterday and God has laid this on my heart for two days now. And I do not know why, but I receive it in the name of Jesus. And I plead the blood over my life. We have to protect our ear gate, our heart gate, our eye gate. We have to protect all that stuff. As much as you walk around being God's particular person, as much as we walk around wanting to be obedient to our Heavenly Father, do as He say do, let His will be done in our life. We have to remember that we also have to guard that ear, that eye gate to the things that He's calling us to guard it against. Everybody's not going to be your friend. Everybody is not going to be meant to be in the same circle as you're in. Everything is not going to be meant for you to hear. God has his angels. He's assigned all of us angels. And all you got to do is call out to him. Call out to him. And ask him to disperse your angels and, and put a hedge of protection around you 
In fact, you can do that for yourself. Call on your own angels to intercede that matter. I kind of like when the donkey was be that's when he saw the angel trying to sway Balaam. It wasn't clear vision to Balaam about what the donkey was doing because naturally we get in our flesh and that's what Balaam did. Someone that served him all this time. He naturally got in his flesh because this donkey wasn't performing or doing what he was accustomed to his donkey doing. But let me tell you, sometimes the people that we have in our big circles, small circles, work circles, family, friends, they'll try to persuade us to do things that our God in heaven doesn't want us to do. Sometimes you got to walk away from those rooms when you hear things that you may not want to hear or you got to turn that situation around as they say turn that frown upside down and bring some positive energy in with you sometimes we may see things that we necessarily don't want to see and I'm not talking about someone being hurt or harmed because of course you want to protect yourself but you also want to be able to provide that person with someone to come along and help them such as the police, fire department or whatever the case may be but when you're walking in the room with God as your friend and the Holy Spirit on the inside of you depositing insight those ear gates that eye gate even around that hard rim is covered by the blood. You have your sword. You have your shield. You have all of those things that God has promised to us. The word is like a double-edged sword. It cuts going in and it cuts going out. We all could learn something from Balaam right here as much as Balaam wanted to do what he wanted to do God wouldn't let him but he did use him as his mouthpiece he used him as his mouthpiece and he wasn't allowed to do the things that he wanted to do we got five minutes Guys, let's try to get into this fourth message. Y'all have to excuse my sinuses. I'm trying to get this mic to a point where I can read and not be so much in my way. But help me, Holy Spirit. Give us some insight as we move along. Then he spoke his message. The prophecy of Balaam, son of Bor. The prophecy of one whose eyes see clearly. The prophecy of one who hears the word of God, who has acknowledged from the Most High, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who falls prostrate and whose eyes are open. I see him, but now I behold him, but not near. 
A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. He will crush the foreheads of Moab. The skulls of all the people are sheathed. Let me turn the page, guys. <laughs> Edom will be conquered. Seir, his enemies, will be conquered. But Israel will grow strong. A ruler will come out of Jacob and destroy the survivors of the city. This is what Balaam tells him. In his fifth message, he goes on to say, Then Balaam saw Amalek and spoke his message. Amalek was first among the nations, but their end will be uttered, destroyed. His sixth message was, Then he saw the Canaanites and spoke his message. Your dwelling place is secure. Your nest is set in a rock. Yet you Canaanites will be destroyed when Asher takes you captive. His seventh message. Then he spoke his message. At last, who will live when God does this? Ships will come from the shores of Cyprus. They will subdue Asher and Ebert but no one will come to ruin. Then Balaam got up and returned home, and Balak went his own way. Guys, when God has something for you, I know you guys have heard the old saying, you've heard your parents say, when God has something for you, there is not a devil in hell can defeat you as long as you have God on your side. I know you guys have heard this, but as we grow older in our lives, walking with Christ, as you get into your word, you find out for yourself that this is true. Your girl know this to be true in everything that she does. Everything that God has done for me since he changed my life, has been a miracle. I always say to people, I am a walking, talking miracle. And I'm not going to go into sharing that story. If you want to hear that story, you have to go on over to season one. I think it's like my fourth or fifth episode. But when things come up against us, when God is for you, who can be against you? When God is for you, let me say that again. When God is for you, who can be against you? When God is your friend, there's not a devil in hell that can stop his plan for your life. There's not a person walking this earth can stop his plans for your life. No matter what they do in front of your face, behind your back, they can't stop you. And I know this to be true because he has blessed my works. He has come along to give the increase 
in my life in so many different areas, not just being up here live or increasing my podcast with some wonderful, amazing people to follow me on a daily and a weekly and a monthly basis, but nationally to be in 34 countries. This is what a blessing of God looks like to be delivered and set free from alcohol abuse, for him to restore not only every working organ in my body, a beating heart where I threatened a heart attack, three back surgeries where I had to learn how to basically walk all over again. He restored my skin. I'm not looking drunkard, wayward, or haggard. Glory be to God. He restored my spirit. And that's the most important thing at all. He gave me something to hold on to. And as all these things was taking place in my life, he restored my mindset. He shifted my mindset. And I don't know about y'all, but I call that a blessing. He shifted my mindset to the point of, God, everything I want to do, let it be for your glory. Now, many of us can't say that we can feel the same way. And I think that's a choice. If you're waking up breathing God's breath in your body every day, you should be grateful not only for the good things that he does in your life. Thank him for the bad things too. The trials, the tests, it builds your endurance. It builds up that faith, gives you something to hold on to. Praise him in the good, praise him in the bad. Because I promise you, this is what God's promise looks like. Any guests I've had on the show, especially Alan Black, Alan Black and Christina Owens. Guys, you got to give it up to them. Christina was faced with a health issue and she took matters into her own hands. She didn't think about what the doctors were saying. She added too, what can I do to change my life? And 20 years later, she's a successful nutritionist, health healing and holiness with her faith, mind, body, and soul. Alan listened to God. God beating down his door after him saying, no, 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 no. When he was obedient and let God order his footsteps, he was able to see his latter days be better than his formal days. Myself, I'm in my action season because I'm waiting in expectation. Let me say that again. I'm waiting in expectation just for it to manifest. I've already asked. It's going to be God's will. Whether I ask for that thing 
whatever he wills for my life, I know he's working it for my good. God gives good gifts to his children. So anything that I've asked him for, if I don't receive it, I have to be mindful there is a reason. And like your parents used to tell you, no, no, not right now might not necessarily mean not at all. Just not right now. And we know our God to do things big and grand on a grand scale. So when he opens up the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing on your street, you going to know it. Everything is going to be like, shoo, 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 shoo. you're not going to be able to receive it. Things are going to start turning their way in your favor. He will use the most unexpected people. He will use the most unexpected people to have their way in your lives. He said, I go before you to prepare a table in the presence. He didn't say in the past. He said in the presence of your enemies. And by the way, he bestowed a gift on us when he said that. He said, I anoint your head with oil to your cup runneth over. So, the tests, the trials, the endurance, you want those blessings? You got to be obedient. You got to be obedient. You got to open up your ears and have ears to hear. You got to open up your heart. Today is Valentine's Day. Let some of that agape love spill out on you. And if you don't know what the agape love is, it's the love of God, the everlasting love. The everlasting love. Love your neighbor. Love that family member that you can't seem yourself to speak to. Love that friend that you can't seem to speak to. Real quick, we've already gone over in a few minutes. I ran into a friend of mine that I've, most of my, my listeners know. Uh, this was a 30-year friendship, and we actually live in the same area in the same uh, apartment complex. And we haven't spoken in over three years on a 30-year relationships. Like, we spoke, hey, how you doing, the cordial stuff. But we haven't... Um, carried on a conversation and the challenge that I gave you guys last week I actually stepped out on a little bit more faith on last week I was coming into my apartment complex and our mailboxes is at the front and I seen her 7:30 one morning going to her mailbox and I stopped the car I stopped the car and I asked her how she was doing, how her grandbaby was doing, and she reciprocated the conversation. I ended up asking her, you know, how she was doing, if she still worked as a school teacher, and she said yes, and she told me that she had another grandbaby. It was a short conversation, but it was one that needed to be had, and I hope throughout the rest of this journey that God has for me that he allows me to form a friendship, a new friendship with this individual. Not the old one, 
put a new one. I hope we have matured enough in Christ that we can put our differences behind us second by second, minute by minute and move forward in the agape type of love that God wants us to have. The apologies were made years ago to one another, but we just stopped. And that is not what being missionaries, evangelists, that is not what God wants us to do. If we're out here screaming to the top of our lungs that we have love in our heart for our brothers and sisters, but it's not showing in our actions, there is a problem with that. Let me say that again. If we're out here screaming to the top of our lungs that God is our everything and we're the first ones jumping up in church and shouting and speaking in tongue, it has no power. If you don't have that love in your heart that God talks about, you can speak in all the tongues you want, You can put on a show or a fashion for people all you want. Get in your car and say nasty things or roll your eyes, whatever the case may be. And say, oh, God, God, God. My mother used to have this saying. Everybody that screams, Lord, Lord, ain't getting into the kingdom of heaven. You can have his names on your name on your lips, but the God that we serve, he looks at the heart, man. He looks at the heart. If your heart ain't right, you can show me what you want to show me. But he looks at the heart. Who are you fooling? Who are you fooling? Talking the talk, but not walking the walk. Because you ain't fooling God. And if you're trying to impress people, that's all you're doing. Now, as brothers and sisters in Christ... We may not always agree on something, but my Bible tells me to be angry and sin not. And Paul gave us so many examples when he went his way, when they was having a little rift in the in, in the with the epistles. The disciples they was having a little rift. They didn't really receive Paul right away. The same man that was going around terrorizing people for screaming the name of God, Jesus, killing people, throwing them in prison. They had a problem with that. But here's the thing. When people have a problem with you as human beings, we can't push our differences to the side and say, you know what? That's just that spirit on them. I ain't going to charge it to their heart. I'm going to charge it to their head. But God does for us every single day. And that's just keeping it real right now. I just got to keep it real. As the young folks say, I got to keep it above. Don't be walking around thinking you fooling nobody and a real love of God. God will show you a real relationship with God. He will show you your adversaries. There is nothing you can say or do to be slick because when you got that Holy Spirit deep down on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit's going to give you insight. God may come along and give you a vision. So, love one another on this day. It is Valentine's Day. But it's about that four-letter word, L-O-V-E. Make something right with somebody today, man. 
just because you divorced that husband or that wife if you were in the position I'm, I'm just going to put that out there you single, they single give them a quick hello it don't have to be all ugly and, and another thing I want to tap on I know I'm going over mamas single mothers ladies and gentlemen stop using these kids as a pawn to get back at the baby daddy or baby daddies get at get back at the baby mama or the ex-husband or the ex-wife or the girlfriend or the poor whatever it is we're living in a generation now where our children need us they need both parents whether you're in the household whether you're not in the household they need the love of the grandparents. We're living in a world today where if the girl is mad at the boy and the boy is mad at the girl, the woman or the man or whatever, then the family gets involved and the guess who misses out on that? The children miss out on that old school love that we used to get. Many of us in the African-American community, in the colored community, all we knew was family. That's all we know was family. We pulled together, whether we liked something or didn't like something, but at the end of the day, all we knew was family. That's why we got them aunties and them uncles and the grandmas and we got them old remedies. Right now, we're living in a nation where we have social media raising our children and it is okay. I'm talking to a lot of people in our community that work in the school systems, starting from elementary school. Disrespectful behavior, won't acknowledge the teacher. I, I know second, third grade, you can't be more than what, seven, eight, nine years old? We have our professors, professionals walking away from these jobs because of our children's behavior, but it starts in the home. It starts with us as the adults, showing that love. Put your differences aside, man. God said, love what I love and hate what I hate. It's the sin that he hates, which starts in the eye and the ear gate. He hates that sin. He loves all his children. It's the sin that he hates. So pull yourself together, not just for today, but moving forward. And find it in your heart to show and display the love of God that he shows and displays to us each and every morning when he breathes his breath into our bodies. Make amends. It becomes easier. Take up God's yoke. Jesus said, take up my yoke. My yoke is, yoke is light and easy. Stop carrying all that stuff around on your back. And I used to be in the world. Er, Erica, if I do what she say, dragging them bags or something. I mean, don't let go of all that mess. That's mess. Decide for yourself in this moment that you're going to be a better person. I'm going to tell you guys real quick. When I decided to put the alcohol down and turn my life over to Christ. I was still babe's breath. 
I was saying and talking and trying to read my world, but my flesh, I was still agitated and flustered and, you know, just still had a part of that world on me, as I still do a little bit today. But I said that to say all this. I gave up the alcohol. I was determined that I was not going to let a substance beat me. And when I screamed out to God that day, he delivered me that day. I did not have to go into a rehab. I woke up the next morning, did not have the desire to go. And every day he made it a little bit easier. About four or five weeks in, God blessed me with a chunk of money that I wasn't even looking for. And I was like, oh my God. And my sister, she's been walking, she had been walking with Christ a little bit more than I have. And when I called her, and I was like, guess what? You know, I got X, Y, and Z. And she was like, Victoria, God did that thing for you because you gave up something for him and you did it from your heart. You were sincere when you said enough is enough. Now I said that guys, don't be like I was. I was fresh still thinking, what else could I give up (laughs) so God can give me? (laughs) But as I walk this thing out with Christ, it's not about always getting a reward. It's about being obedient to the things that he wants us to do, to the person that he wants us to be. And as I started to move in different areas and soar a little bit higher in my faith walk, he showed me what obedience looked like. He showed me what faith looked like. He showed me what joy looked like, what love looked like, and how to hold on to those things. So if I don't get them anything else at all, the material things that we do, we still ask God for. I got the best reward of all, the joy and the love that he's given to me. And that's more precious than diamonds. It's more precious than rubies. It's more precious than that green stuff that we all out here striving to get, whether we're working, whether we're content creators, whatever we're doing. Stop and put God first in everything you do and watch those seeds begin to multiply in your life. Peace and blessings to you all, guys. I know I held you a little bit long today. When God puts something in your heart and just like he did right here with Balaam, you got to speak those those. When he put those words in your heart, sometimes it may, I sound like, sometimes to me, I sound like I'm, it's not coming out right. But I know what God put on the side of my heart. And my husband tells me all the time, you know, Bay, your brain runs faster than it comes out your mouth. You got to slow down. But I get excited about the word of God. I get excited about the love that I have in my heart for Jesus. I get excited. And for my newbies, I promise you, it may seem a little bit difficult, but be obedient. Get into your word, even if it's a sentence or two a day, a chapter a day. When that thing hits you, because it hit me on the side of the bed when God turned my life around, I was so excited and on fire and still am on fire for God that I was running to my Bible every morning 
run into my secret dwelling place, saying my prayer and running to my word. I look up, it'd be 12, 1 o'clock in, in the afternoon because I was excited because God was filling me up. And I thought I knew everything that first year and I didn't know nothing. But glory be to God when he comes along and starts giving the increase and dropping, dropping them breadcrumbs to you. Man, you're going to feel like me right now. You're going to just be bursting inside. So yes, for those of you that say you cannot be that happy every day, I am genuinely this happy every day. I got my moments, but who don't? Because Satan's job is to kill, steal, and destroy. But once I realize, it may take me a few minutes to realize, man, that was Satan. Let me pull myself back together and pick up my weapons. I rebuke you right now in the name of Jesus because we can't do nothing by ourselves. And I go and I make that thing right. Or I look myself in the mirror and I make that thing right. Peace and blessings to you all until Friday morning. Have a happy, happy Valentine's Day. And today is Ash Wednesday too. Show some love to someone, love on one another. And if it be in God's will, we'll see you right back here on Friday. Peace and blessings to you. Thank you, Lord. I thank y'all for watching. Let me see who we got up here. Let me do some shout outs real quick. Just a reflection. Thank you, my brother, for coming on into the live. We got hubby down here, Mr. Johnson. Thank you so much for coming into the live. I think, um, I don't know who this user is, but they said, good word, good word. Thank you so much. I hope that I said something that you can meditate on. And I hope God used me today to be the person that he has called me to be in this moment. One day at a time, one moment at a time. That's what I like to say. All right, guys, let's get out of here. Peace and blessings to you all. Until next time, make sure, guys, you check out my podcast on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Good Pods, where we always remain on the charts. Right now, I think we are number two and number five on the charts. We're just moving right along. Any of your listening platforms, you can catch us as well as you can stream us on our website, 12streetsoutback.com. Leave us a comment. Go on over and rate the show on Apple, Amazon, or Spotify. Uh, ratings get us noticed guys it gets us out there rate the show over on YouTube follow share and like my sister okay I don't know which sister it is but I ain't gonna call your name but thank you sis <laughs> this podcast is a production of Unfiltered Studios if you would like to know more about joining Unfiltered Studios please visit our website at unfpod.com for more information a new era in podcasting with unfiltered studios ready to break free from the ordinary dive into a world where authenticity meets innovation 
Our network isn't just about podcasts. It's a revolution. From nostalgia to movies, sports to self-improvement, find your favorite podcast in an array of diverse shows, only at Unfiltered Studios. Join the movement. Subscribe to Unfiltered Studios today and join the podcasting revolution. Unfiltered Studios, where every voice finds its place. Visit unfpod.com today to find your favorite show. Unfiltered Studios will help you press record. 